My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bryn, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Well, hello, my witchy poo. How in the world are you? (laughs) I am good. How are you? I'm good. I just ate, so I won't be hangry. And what keto delight did you have? Oh, okay. That's a good question. This is for you keto folks or just the, you know, those that don't want to eat sugar. I had a yogurt called Too Good, T-W-O, good, with some blackberries and some cashews. That sounds yummy. Yeah. I like it. So not only I won't be hangry, I'm happy. (laughs) <laughs> a happy elf is a good elf. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Which kind of weirdly falls in line with what we want to talk about today. Life's because we talk purpose. about life's purpose. We're throwing it down. We're going big. We are throwing it down. We really are. We probably had more prep time talking about this episode because we care so much about this. Yeah, we do. And part of our purpose also is to take care of ourselves. So that's why eating foods that make you feel good and you feel good about, you know, that's part of being human. So I just connected it. How do you like that? Just like very nicely done. Right. (laughs) It all matters. It all matters. There's a particular author that you and I have either read or listened to his books. Mm -hmm. And I bet many of you out there have also done the same, but we're going to bring him back today in spirit form. Uh, Well, (laughs) not in spirit form. But we're going to just talk about him. That was weird. Because um, I have to be careful what you say on, on this podcast. Because people are like, wait a second. You're going to talk to a dead person. Wait, which album isn't dead? What do you mean? He is not dead. I just started out super confusing. But we're going to talk about Mitch Alba. 
And Mitch is the one who wrote Tuesdays with Maury. Mm -hmm. He also wrote The Five People You Meet in Heaven, another one called For One More Day, which I just have to say that one reminds me so much of Mona. Mm. because she talked about when you actually spoke to her that first time, I mean, it's been 10 years ago, she said, you have no idea what one more day on the earth could have meant for me. And every time, of course you don't, because you were, you know, yeah. doing your woo-woo shit. <laughs> you were there, but not there. But anytime I hear one more day, because she said that, she was like, the things I could, that I needed to get done that I couldn't get done. And when oh, I needed one more day. There was a lot for her, too. Yeah, she had a lot of undone yeah. stuff. She was a busy girl. Anyway, he also wrote for One More Day. Mm. He wrote The Timekeeper, and then he wrote The Next Person You Meet in Heaven. And out of all of these books, one of them is actually a true story. The rest of them, he will tell you, they're fiction. Mm -hmm. And nonfiction is Tuesdays with Maury, which made him famous. And the funny thing about it is, I, I think it's a lovely book. It's weirdly my least favorite. Because of these other stories, I think are so powerful and really make you think about your the light your life's purpose. Yeah, and I think it's a different genre, right? He was really more of a journalist for that story as opposed to creating from right. within. Right. right. And I think that's why I love so much about it because a really great story, and we've talked a lot about this when we talk about different books that we love or different movies you haven't seen or can't remember. <laughs> but we always talk about how really great storytelling is when the reader, the viewer, the listener forgets about the story and they see themselves like it's a mirror. And I think that Mitch Album's work, it's like his cover should be a mirror. And we really thought to our dear audience that with what's going on in the world, dealing with a global pandemic and everything that comes with it, you know, it's a good time. And I know everybody wants to know, what is my purpose? What am I doing here? Because even if you thought you knew what it was before, it might not feel like that today. I think as a reader, that is one thing that I would say more than ever, people are almost panicked about. What is my life? Can you tell me what my life purpose is? Because it's, I don't know if it's the pandemic that brought it into focus for people or uh, just a time where they couldn't engage with the rest of the world and had to really look at themselves. Um, I, I don't know. But this question is asked with such urgency and I would also say a little bit of fear. Like, uh, sure. I know I'm not doing it because I would feel different if I was. And I really think it's important that people realize that your purpose isn't a specific activity. Now, it doesn't mean you won't have that moment that says, I was made to do this. I This is fantastic. Like, I'm in my lane. I can feel it. This is awesome. But it really is, who am I going to be across these different activities across these phases of life. Who is the bigger focus that I would really want people to be invited into? And to know that not everything, how we measure ourselves, has to be grandiose. And that's one of the problems I think that we're dealing with. So whether it is people getting shook by a pandemic, or we have images of who we think we need to be because of reality TV, because of social media, whatever it may be, People are creating these mental models now about my purpose. Here's what I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm meant to do. And it's all grand in nature. And which is why I love Mitch's work so much is that it takes it down to this. And I'm, I don't want to say basic because that sounds like it's insulting because it's not basic. But it takes it down to actually an important level about who we are. 
And it's about how we treat people. It's about how we look at the world. It's about how we look at ourselves. It's not about being on a poster or a billboard or YouTube or anything like that. It's like when you do past life regressions and everyone's Cleopatra. You're like, really? (laughs) Seriously, I dug ditches, man. I can guarantee you. (laughs) I can promise you I dug ditches. I've cleaned dishes. I have served. That this life. (laughs) Seriously, well, true, me too. But it's also, again, not about what you do, your occupation. And I think that's another thing that really throws people. It's who you are as you do your occupation. And do you mind telling everybody because you brought up such a great business example of what this is <laughs> from a personal. Do you mind sharing that? Because I, I love it. I well, think, again, I love everything you say for the most part. <laughs> well, I can't say everything, that's <laughs> but most part I can. How you do what you do matters is the short version. But the first time a teacher taught me this was not a spiritual teacher. It was a professor in business school, an undergrad. I don't remember what building I was in, but I don't remember what class he taught that He was like, look, you're going to end up leading people. You're going to end up having influence up and down the food chain. You'll influence your leadership by what you know on the front line. When you first land there, you'll influence your team. You'll influence your peers. You have accountability and responsibility. He said, you have to lead each day as though everything you do is going to end up on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. And in his mind, that was a moral compass, right? (laughs) So it really stuck with me as a standard to think about, not so much about the Wall Street Journal, but really inviting us as human beings who will make decisions for others to have a moral compass. And that was ethics. That is a major ethics lesson, right? And it was not an ethics class. Like you didn't get that to more senior classes, but it was such a such a beautiful thing and very simple in the business world to think of it that way. But if you could think your whole life that way, whatever your standard is, whatever your Bible is, it's, you know, the Kardashians, whatever, you know, like. I mean, I don't want to diss them terribly, but, but I I will, but no, it's more about the, what they've, what has been created that people now is a benchmark. And I think that is the problem. It's like, you don't have to think that needs to be your life. And being able to discern external standards versus your own. Right. And, you know, both are important, but you have to have your own to navigate birth school, really. And this is what I love so much about these books on the personal level. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back. And I know Brenda just about, so Brenda just shit her pants every time. <laughs> so, you know, she can't believe I actually said, let's take a break. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. And welcome back. And we're back. Oh, wait, no, you did that. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> since I brought us out, I wanted just to mess with you for a minute just to make you feel crazy. That was my attempt. I think it worked. <laughs> I, I, you know, everybody needs to know I'm literally here to entertain in life. That is oh my, my When we oh talk about what is our life's purpose, I believe that the mind is to keep you entertained. Definitely keep me on my toes. I was like, wait, what? Didn't I just do that? <laughs> that was so much fun. Oh my God. Oh my okay, God. so <laughs> back to Mitch. Hey, man, if you can't talk about life's lessons without giggling, you got no business with me. I'm missing the point. I, I have one of his books I'm holding in my hand. And this was the latest one that I read, which is The Next Person You Meet in Heaven. But I say latest, it was three years ago. And I picked up this book at O'Hare Airport. And I was in Chicago. I had just done an interview with the local Fox station for my book. And I was back at O'Hare and I was heading to New York for the latter part of the book tour. That's when we did the, all the stuff with Elvis Duran and Ryan Seacrest. It was like a kind of a big week. And so that moment was a big moment of transformation for me. And so when I talk about how I've reached out and it's funny, it's a pattern now. I didn't, it wasn't intentional until I really saw it yesterday or two days ago that when these big moments happen in my life, I reach for his work. So I just think that's a really interesting thing. When I picked it up at O'Hare, I'm sitting on the plane. I was in business class for the record because I use my own upgrades. So I have my big comfy seat and I'm flying to New York and I pop open this book. It's about a two and a half hour flight, maybe three, if you could consider like takeoff and landing to be technical. And I read this from cover to cover on that flight alone. And toward the end of the flight, I was crying so heavy and so hard. And we all know I'm, I'm an airplane crier. Yes, like you have established that. <laughs> That's your thing. <laughs> this was intense, though. This was like sobbing where the flight attendant was trying to calm me down. I mean, I wasn't throwing a fit. I wasn't even doing like a loud cry. I was just like a mess. Like you could tell by looking at me, it was like something was going on. And something was going on because it was, I was transforming. And this was a very humbling, I think, book for me to read when I was actually out promoting my own book. Because you can let ego and photo flashes and interviews and all that kind of stuff, a normal person could let, you know, let that get to them. But when you're not a normal person and you reach out for something like this and you cry your way to probably one of the most exciting weeks of your like life, this is a very humbling thing, which is probably why I picked it up. So I'm going to read really quickly to everybody what Amy Tan, who is the author of The Joy Luck Club, actually wrote her praise for this book. 
she goes, this is the fable you will devour when you fall in love. This is the tale you will keep by your side when you are lost. This is the story you will turn to again and again because it possesses the rare magic to let you see yourself in the world anew. This book is a gift to the soul. I mean, come the fuck on. Who doesn't want to read it now? And what I'm also going to do is I'll try to read through this fairly quickly, but just to give those a perspective of what this particular book is about. In this book, Eddie, a grizzled war veteran turned amusement park mechanic, dies saving a young girl named Annie from a tragic accident. But in this, as the novel opens, Annie is marrying a guy named Paulo, and her wedding night ends in an unimaginable tragedy. Annie is whisked into her own heavenly journey and into an inevitable reunion with Eddie one of five people who will show her her earthly life touched in other ways that could not have been fathomed. We all get people who want to know, what is my purpose? Am I doing enough? And so on and so forth. Or you get people who will prioritize certain things over others. Like, for instance, people like to prioritize intelligence over kindness. Oh, yeah. And power and money. Yes. And Physical attractiveness over right. character, the character <laughs> over over kindness over over anything that's soft, let's say. And when I think about like in the neighborhood where I grew up, there were some very gentle, and they were primarily women, but very gentle women that they what they do is they cared for others, whether their own kids or other adults or other what it is. It's like they didn't have to be the Kardashians. They were very content and knowing that they were serving or doing their duty by caring and being kind to others. You know, the story of, um, and I think we've all read it, and it could be an urban legend at this point, maybe it is, but it is of the young man going home, and he was actually going home to commit suicide. But it was a neighbor who walked out and waved and said, hey, how are you doing? That made him rethink what he was going to do. What if that man's purpose, who said, hey, how are you doing, was to save that other young man? So when we think about our lives and we think about what we do and how we touch others and affect others and how they influence us, and just when you start putting some of the pieces together, we really start to understand we don't have one purpose and it's not just a career. And I'm going to say one more thing because you've been so <laughs> graciously quiet. I'm sure there's lots of things you want to say, but I will tell you, we've talked about my friend, Dr. Cindy Ray, mm. and Cindy was killed in the middle of the freeway, practically, in Detroit. And she had pulled over one Sunday morning to help a car that had kind of flipped on its side. A young man who was driving his family to church uh, saw, lost control, and hit Cindy, and she jumped about three days later. But before that happened with Cindy, and I know I've told this story, but I'm just going to, it fits in this so nicely. I saw her maybe a year prior or maybe six months in LA, we had um, dinner together with our friend Alan and Suzanne, so the four of us. And Cindy said to me, she goes, Rieger, can I talk to you for a moment? I'm like, sure. And we sat down and she goes, I just need to tell you something. And our friend Cindy Naylor had passed when we were in high school. And she said to me, she goes, how did you know to be so kind to me when Christy died? And I said, what are you talking about? She goes, when we got that call at your mom's house um, that Cindy passed, you sat there, you held my hand. And she goes, I never felt that much caring from somebody before in my life. And it has translated over to how I care for my patients. So your kindness in 1986 made the biggest difference for every patient that I have had in my career. And I'm not trying to make myself out to be some awesome human, but it's like those aren't actions that you think about 
in advance, like, well, what is this going to mean to Cindy when we become adults? P.S. I never thought Cindy would be a doctor in the first place. So I'll just be honest with you. You don't think about those things in the moment because, you know, then everybody would do a bunch of fake kindness. But it was like, one is I dealt with loss early in life. I was 13 when my dad died. I knew what that pain felt like. And it was actually Tammy Reese who taught me how to care for someone else, right? Mm -hmm. To pass along kind of thing. And so I'm telling her this story and she goes, I had no idea how, like how things go backwards, right? Like the origin of why that is. But, But the point of me even sharing this is if that were the only reason I existed on the planet, it was worth it. That is a really great life's purpose. If what my one act of kindness to this person who healed thousands made her a better doctor, like I hope that's what I see the five people that I get to meet in heaven. I hope (laughs) that it's her patients that say, oh my God, because of you, Dr. Ray treated me in a way that, you know, but these are the things, right? Like these are the stories that matter. Whether you have your own or you read them, and a Mitch album book, but these are the things that count. Yeah. Now I'll, I'll start. I'll stop talking. And let you talk because all I've done is like <laughs> I've been I've diarrhea of the mouth. This no, I mean not unusual. Is, yeah, <laughs> this is this is the power of these stories, right? The reflection. It's my belief and understanding that we meet more than five people in heaven. Of course. <laughs> I just don't call it a record. Um. <laughs> Thank you for correcting a best-selling author who sold 39 million books that you think it should be more than five. Now, that was his story, and it's a great story. But I just want to remind people that the smallest exchange can make the biggest difference. And if you haven't had the experience of extraordinary kindness or in my vernacular, the archetype of the great mother in your neighborhood, taking care of others or taking, looking out for you, it is really hard to do that naturally. You have to reach for that within yourselves because we're all hardwired for it, but it doesn't always get activated. Then when you're running late or you're annoyed by something else or someone was rude to you, it's really hard to switch. And this book can be that inspiration and that memory of, wait, there's another move to make because it's, It's not only how you're creating karma, because that's part of it, but it really is about how we are all connected. And we will talk about that when we come back from this process. (laughs) The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. 
Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. And welcome back from our break. And I wanted to, you know, to spend time thinking about our interconnectedness in this this next segment, because to me, that is the takeaway of all this. We have such limited understanding. You know, we think about the main players in our lives. Obviously, they're where we spend most of our focus. But these smaller streams that feed into the main river of our life are critical. And I think you have a story about that. I, I, I do, because I think one of the beauties of living this type of life, meaning the type of life where I really strive to pay attention, I want to understand. I want to understand my lessons. I want to understand how I am shifting and moving. I want to know when I'm sliding backwards so I can climb my way back. So part of the beauty of paying attention is to being very thoughtful about everything, even things that we've talked about that might seem mundane, but they're not mundane. And as I was kind of preparing for this, Suki walked up to me and I looked at her and I said, don't worry, baby, I'm going to talk about you. And here's what it is. So she goes with me everywhere. So she's in the car with me. And I can tell you that there have been dozens of times where I have noticed my driving because my dog is with me, because I want to protect her. Mm-hmm. She is probably, I don't know if she saved my life. I don't know if she has made it to where I didn't cause an altercation or whatever it may be. But I'm telling you, I am, and I'm not even a bad driver, but like when you said, when we get triggered by stuff, Mm -hmm. um, I'm very much triggered by bad drivers because I'm a good one. Instead of flipping somebody off or screaming or doing a whatever, (laughs) I actually don't because she's in the car with me and I want to protect her. Mm -hmm. And I know that might sound ridiculous, but it is one (laughs) of those things that I wouldn't be surprised if that was one of the things that I learned about, right? Because yeah. that's also the fun about being alive and, and knowing we have these lessons and knowing that we have like all these things are intertwined and how we're all connected and all these that it's like, I wonder if that will be it. I wonder if this will be one. I wonder if that will be one. <laughs> Odds are none of them will. True. <laughs> and there's also a flip side to it that when someone does something that's, you know, crappy or intentionally or, or otherwise, you can also understand like, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to settle any score here. That's already taken care of. Yeah, your maker will settle that score, my friend. Yeah, and you can just (laughs) give yourself a hall pass karmically, energetically, not be distracted and swirl on it for weeks or years. Because we do, we spin out over stuff. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, it doesn't matter. I can let it go today. And think about all the life you get back by not swirling and twirling and stewing. Exactly. Stewing is one of my favorite words because I think I like stew. That's probably <laughs> why I like this. It's nice chunky. Stew is chunky and hearty. And it's turned uh, cold. It's turned cold. And is it stew. right? And so stew, stew sounds actually really good, even though I ate before this. But you're right. When I you think about it's like all that time I spent swirling and stewing and knowing 
that everything will work the way it's supposed to. We actually had my high school boyfriend, John, and his husband, Joey. It's my favorite sentence in the world to say. They are real estate agents here in Northwest Arkansas. And he called and said, oh, there's a guy that wants to, you know, buy a house, a modern home in your neighborhood. Can we come see it? I'm like, fine, it's fine. Because whatever happens, happens kind of thing. So he does, he loves the house, whatever. But the point is, I didn't think about it again, really. It's like, this is like, it's more about, eh, the universe is going to do what the universe is going to do. And being neutral about certain things is a super duper healthy place when it comes to some of this. So being neutral about when you've been done wrong, that my story was not about being done wrong. My story is just about like, it happens, it happens, you know, instead of stewing and twirling and thinking about, well, what if it happens or if it doesn't happen, how do I, it's like, I don't give a shit. It's like, (laughs) if the universe wants us to stay here, we'll stay. The universe wants us to go, we'll go. And so you kind of just leave things in the in those hands so you don't stew. Because the time I would have wasted 10 years ago twirling about something like that, I would have wasted weeks and energy and I would have missed out on other things. The opportunity cost, right? So if that energy is engaged, twirling about something you, you can't control anyhow, it's such a reality check that says, where am I going to put my energy? How do I want to do what I do? Who do I want to be as I'm doing this? Who do I want to be for myself and for others to create an experience? Um, Like this is the invitation. Always in front of you, every moment of every day. And if you need to be inspired, read Mitch Albom's books, particularly the five people you meet in heaven, and then read the next person you meet in heaven because it is, you know, part one, part two. (laughs) The first one I read was the five people you meet in heaven, and that was after um, I lost mom and Mona. And I needed to grieve and, I, and know that they were someplace else. Like I, that was part of my process. Yeah. You, you read it on vacation, didn't you? Yeah, I did. In yeah. Mexico. Oh. It was after Aunt Marlene figures. It was Aunt Marlene, yeah. actually. Thank you for yeah. reminding me. But yeah, that was, an, that was an Aunt Marlene move. And how do you remember this shit? <laughs> well done. <laughs> That's impressive. I bet you can't tell me what you ate for breakfast, but you remember when I read, I read that damn book? And then, you know, reading all my books here about just transformation. And then recently, it's a double header, right? It's a double header of kind of post Suzanne's cancer and like looking at the world different. So it's every time I needed to, see, I need to look at the world different is when I turn to it. So I'm encouraging others. If you need an impetus, if you need that spark, to well, yeah, if you're in that earth school is hard phase, you know, it's like, oh, earth school sucks today. And other times it's like dark night of the soul that goes on for days, months, right? And, you know, right. This is a great reset. It is. And, in, and again, in the middle of a pandemic, it's a really great reset to think about what we deal with day in and day out. Being in the world, it's like, oh, let me just hit the reset button. Let me like go back to what's important because what's important in the world truly is the matters of the heart. Mm-hmm. And that's what this gets. And how you do what you do. Yeah. Gosh, I could have kept going on and on about this, but I think we've actually run out of time. Here's what I would love from our listeners. Let us know what it is you're dealing with. Just share with us because you guys are so great just about sharing your stories because sometimes it helps just like typing it out to somebody, knowing that they're going to read it. It just might make you feel better. So you can send it to us. And here's the thing, Suzanne will definitely read it. (laughs) That woman loves your stories more than anybody, guys. Oh, I love that. I love that. (laughs) Your notes, everything. And just let us know how you are reconsidering some of the connections that you've had. Again, to those great stories that, that draw us in, we listen autobiographically. So how did this illuminate and reflect your experience? Yeah, and these are fables. 
Some would say the stories in the Bible are fables because they want to make you think. Don't get pissed if you think everything's literal. So I'm very sorry if I hurt anybody's feelings. Didn't mean to do that, but it has been said that they are fables. This is a fable to help you think through who you are. It's a mirror. Anyway, enjoy what you see. Each of you are extraordinary and needed. Absolutely needed because you wouldn't be here if you weren't supposed to. Nobody's here by accident. So know that as you walk through each day. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, our school is hard. Without the other side. And those five plus people you'll meet when you go to heaven. (laughs) Or more. Or more. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. (laughs) You're hilarious. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, everyone. And a special thanks to our producer, Alejandra Arevalo. And our executive producer, Maya Cole Howard, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides or shoot us a note at Other Side Guides at iHeartRadio.com. And you can even call us at 833-22-GUIDE to leave us a message. We want to know what you think. We want to know what you know. And we want to hear your stories. And remember, Earth School is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this hundred-year-old murder mystery. 
Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.